0: back to a little bit deep with Sophie and just Eden today so that's right I'm on my own which is super weird um, but yes as if you have listened to last fortnight's episode you would know that Sophie and I are changing things up we're releasing fortnightly episodes and also every third episode we'll be doing a solo episode so I am super excited about it but go easy on me because it is my first time So, today's topic, I'm actually going to be talking about the awkward, like post university phase. I'm going to be talking about finding your path, jobs, and when to kind of take risks in those early stages of your career and just finding yourself and staying true to who you are during this phase that can be quite confusing at times. I know I've found it difficult, and um, I'm just going to chat through kind of some decisions that I've made, some mistakes some risks that I've taken and yeah, just kind of the journey so far uh, in my career and my post-uni life. And before I get into it, apologies if there's any noises in the background. I'm at my mum's now, so this week I did drive from Melbourne to Brisbane. It was so long I did it by myself and it was very boring. I almost went crazy at times. But yeah, I made it and I'm here and I'm got like a temporary setup. I'm at my mum's house and Yeah, there's literally like I think there's eight of us in the house right now, which is so chaotic. So very different to what I'm used to. But Soph will be joining me at the end of this episode for asking for a friend. Um, Yeah, she'll definitely be joining in for that. that. Stay tuned for that because we have a good one in store. But kicking it off, I wanted to quickly share my rose, stem and thorn uh, as that is on trend. I know Sophie is not here to do it with me, but I'm still going to share anyways. I have two roses this week. One would be um, on my drive up. I stopped in Sydney and had dinner with my... She's technically my auntie, but she's 27, I think. Um, anyways, had dinner with her in Bondi. That was really nice, really good to catch up. And then also I went to Byron as soon as I got into Brisbane. So uh, I went to a nice restaurant there, bang, bang with my boyfriend. That was really good. I really enjoyed that. And just having some time in the sun, trying to get my tan back. And then my STEM was, my STEM was just leaving Melbourne, like so bittersweet. So very, very bittersweet. Um, but yeah, I feel good. But yeah, it's just like, a massive change it's just a lot of change and I think any big amount of change is scary so that would be my thorn and then my I meant my stem that would be my stem and then my thorn is definitely the drive definitely the drive up uh, it was very I couldn't even listen to podcasts because I get too tired um so I had to like blast music the whole way so as I briefly mentioned at the start, today I'm going to be talking about the awkward post university phase and finding your feet and different risks you can take and just kind of my story. So pretty much like as we all know, life is not linear and I know we always talk about comparison and running your own race here on the podcast, but Um, once you're like out in the world and surrounded by people with all different walks of life, you really do discover that like one road does not lead to exactly what you imagined it would be. And I think like when I left uni, I kind of got my first full-time job and then my life kind of like flashed in front of my eyes and I was like, hang on a second, what exactly am I doing? Um, What do I actually want and how do I enjoy this new phase because in uni you just like you're so focused on finishing that you kind of get wrapped up in this uni world and I know it's really hard and I will say I didn't do like I just did a bachelor of business in marketing which was I'm not saying that that's not as credible or good as maybe becoming a doctor or whatever but it definitely is a different level of commitment you know you get wrapped up in like enjoying uni life and studying and having all these breaks or whatever. And it's more, it's just a different lifestyle. And then when you finish, you there's this expectation, I guess, that you go get a full-time job. And when you have it, it can maybe not look exactly what you thought. I remember when I first started uni, I kind of got in there and I, I did something different to what I ended up finishing with. And I didn't really enjoy it. I was like, is this it? Like, really? Is this all I do? Um, And so anyways, I, what's it called? Like I deferred. And then I went and did a graphic design course and learned how to do that, which I loved. It was really fun. I did it at Shillington. If anyone's interested in that, I really recommend doing it through Shillington. Uh, It is more upfront fees, but it's so much cheaper than doing a graphic design degree. It's different, but I don't know I really liked it and I know graphic designers that are really awesome at what they do who came from that college. So I went and did that and then I went and did an internship in Melbourne um, just as a junior graphic designer. It was really random, but I just wanted to get out there and do something. So I did that and then I was like, hang on a second, uh, graphic design sitting in front of a computer designing stuff isn't really just for me. So I went back to uni and did marketing, which I love. And I kind of like just wanted to, to focus on finishing that. I used to be like a very, well, I would say like a creative person. I always, you know, was interested in music and dancing and all that stuff um, growing up. And I kind of just, when I got, went back to uni, put that to the side and decided to pursue something that I could see a stability in the future with Uh, so I went back to uni and focused on that and wanted to focus on getting a job that I liked long term because when you get out of school you see all these different paths you can take and you don't know which one's right and you kind of get a grasp of like I can kind of choose all these different paths to go down, whether it be traveling, going overseas, like working hard, saving, leaving. Um, You know, I can get a trade or I can can pursue something creative or start a project because you don't have any real responsibility anymore you don't have to go to school you don't have to go to uni you don't actually have to rock up to uni if you don't want to um you see all these different things going around you and so it becomes like this cloud over your head like oh my god what one do i pick like i have all these passions or i don't have any passions or who even am i you know what i mean so i know that's kind of how my brain went because I've always envisioned something big for myself but I just didn't know how to get there or even what it was. Especially even now I can imagine that people finishing school and going into uni now how confusing it must be for them because there's even more that you see on social media compared to what even when I finished in did I finish school? In 2016. So you kind of have all these different things you think you can pursue, like the fact that you can literally be an influencer as a job now, if you really want to pursue that, you could be a, what do they call it, UGC. What I really kind of want to touch on first is picking the degree is picking the degree. You stick to it, you get through it, which is amazing, and you accomplish something. So when you accomplish that, it's like, okay, what next? And what do I actually want? So I just went and got a marketing um, job. I was already working in like e-commerce doing graphic design and e-commerce stuff for a e-commerce business. (laughs) Um, And then I went and worked in in a small agency and it was good. And I learned a lot, but it was very boring. Like I was just really bored. I was so bored with my life. I was like, Is this it? What do I do? How do I get out of this slump that I'm already in and I've only been working full time for like six months? Why am I unhappy already? Uh, And that was a real slap in the face because I just got this accomplishment and then I was like unhappy. So I decided that I needed to change something. I didn't know how or what to do. I knew that just getting another job maybe would not like suffice. And especially when you get into that stage where you're in your career now, you're starting it and you think, okay, well, how do I earn more money? How do I learn more? What should I be learning? How do I get be the best that I can be at my age? Because I want to be this role or I want to be this role. And you start to put all these pressures on you about working life and how to be more, even though you literally just started. And I think that this is something that our generation probably struggle with more so because you see so easily what other people are doing, how much they're earning, what they're buying, like how are they affording that lifestyle. And you think that when you leave, you'll be able to do that. I think it's also a naivety thing as well, like just growing up. But you want to just progress, but you've just started. Then when you realize it's not that simple and you have to be patient that's also very frustrating and so I kind of just sat there and I was just you know pondering on what to do like looking at different jobs or whatever just thinking about like will just switching jobs actually help me like what do I want so really I decided to move I was like I think I just need to experience something more I need to experience something bigger than what I'm doing right now I'm just really bored um I've grown up in this city I need to do something different So I got in contact with one of my boyfriend's friends and they had a job going in their agency in Melbourne. It was not really what I had been doing. It was different. And I decided to do it. I just was like, fuck it. Like, well, what have I got to lose? I mean, you know, I had to do long distance. That was, that was hard, but nothing that I couldn't get through really. So the biggest thing was how expensive it is moving into state. It's a pain in the ass. But after I figured that out and found somewhere, chatted to a few people um to try and find somewhere to live, I just decided to do it. And it was actually so much bigger than I could have imagined in a risk taking thing. Like, I don't know why I had in my head that it was so simple and easy. It wasn't that big of a deal. I think I just wanted change so badly that I didn't think about anything else. I just thought about the new beginning, I guess, and putting myself out there. So when I did it and actually was doing it and in the process, I was like, wow, this is crazy. I'm in this job. It was nothing like I even imagined. I I loved it. Well, I'm still doing it. Yeah, I had nothing I'd imagined and I was in this city. I had no friends. I had the time my sister wasn't even there so I didn't even have any family I was completely there on my own learning this new job I don't know see more of life and that that I did like I think it opened my brain to another level it just opened me up to a new perspective of life even though it wasn't like that crazy of a job or anything like the job was you know, there was a lot more young people. It was so much more fun than the job I was doing. It was amazing. It paid off so much. I literally, like me a year ago to me now, like who even is she? I feel like that's how life moves in your early twenties. You're just like, every year is a new story. So I guess essentially what I want to share is just some things I learned from making that change and stepping out and taking a risk. Cause it was a risk. I quit a job that They had projection for me and they saw me as a good employee and they wanted me to stay and I left it and I moved cities and I left my boyfriend behind. I left my friends behind and I was chasing something. I didn't know what I was chasing, but I just needed to experience more. And so, yeah, I want to share kind of some things that I learned and why I think it was a good thing that I did it and also what I would do differently making decisions about my life and career going forward. One thing I definitely learned is that everyone has things that they're thinking about doing. And if you are thinking about something for a while, I love the three month rule. If you're thinking about doing something for three months, then it's pretty obvious you should do it. I know three months is a while, but it's just a good measurement tool, I think. But yeah, if you, everyone has things they're thinking about doing. And I think when you do it especially in your early 20s when you have the capacity to do things that don't affect other people and you can just kind of step out and do things without having much consequences say and actually doing those things that you're always thinking about like at least trying attempting um, you're so much better off for it because you can move forward with more clarity and understanding of what path you're actually meant to be on, where if you just think about it, it's just noise in your head. So I think for me doing it, stepping out and doing that really gave me clarity in my direction. Another thing would be learning what you do have right now in your everyday life is so amazing and special to actually be grateful for that and learn what you do have surrounding you and what you do have that's good about your life and learning your values and learning what actually keeps you going in your day-to-day life, keeps you waking up every day happy, learning what those things are and putting yourself in a circumstance that is challenging or out of your comfort zone helps you learn that. And I, I me personally, I don't know how I would have learnt those things or learnt how much that I did if I hadn't have put myself out there in a in an environment that was more challenging for me and that I'm and that things were different compared to what I did have say in my circumstance back at home I mean like I had a boyfriend I had a few good friends like I don't have lots of friends but I had a, like some core cool girlfriends I lived with my mom I we had a beautiful home like I, I got to go do whatever i wanted on the weekends and i had a job. So like really my i was very privileged and my life was amazing but i didn't really know that i was just bored. So i think putting myself in a new new environment that was really challenging for me helped me learn like a new perspective and a new found appreciation for things that I do appreciate in my everyday life and I think learning that stuff you know some people might have the gift of gratitude in just everyday. I don't know like gratitude without challenges I don't know but um forcing yourself into change and uncomfortable circumstances really helps you have a newfound perspective and appreciation for things. That's what I found anyways. Something else I learned is especially working like corporate and like I work in marketing. It's not super corporate. It's like chill corporate, I would say. But um, people are everything. That's what I learned. Like my first job, I didn't enjoy the people I worked with really. It was a smaller team I didn't really vibe with anyone and then I moved to this new company and the people there were just like amazing so like, I do not have a bad thing to say about anyone that I worked with which is like just amazing literally the people people in is everything in work I I think that for me personally I learnt that connection and having a reason to show up because you enjoy who you are surrounded by it's really hard to find and I feel so lucky to have even experienced that and leaving coming making the decision to come back home was really hard because obviously I have connection up here I have my family my boyfriend and my friends so I think I learned that through work though and and working with people I genuinely enjoyed so it taught me that how special and beautiful real connections are and and being surrounded by people who you actually enjoy it can make your life that much better and I think that you know working is working it's a job it's not you know you're not saving lives unless you are maybe you're a doctor or something and you actually do help people's lives which is incredible and I low-key wish I had a job where I actually changed people's lives and that is something that I think I'm learning, that I want to have more of an impact in the world um, through my work. But in saying that, something I learned from the taking the risk and, and doing what I did, yeah, just connections and, and surrounding yourself with people who uplift you and are encouraging and actually want the best for you. Is what makes life better. It's what makes working better. It's just makes the world a better place and makes your world a better place. So, and also leadership like, if you have a good boss, if you have good leadership around you, it's just incredible what it can do for your confidence, for your happiness in every day. I think good leaders are just so important. And that's also kind of sidetracked, but that's also something else that I learned. All the leaders I had at where I worked. We just really awesome people and really great to be around and yeah, you're probably thinking, well Eden, why the hell did you are you like did you move back to Brisbane because literally you are talking so well about all these things you learned in in the job and taking that risk and moving to Melbourne but like I said, I also learned about connection and ha- having gratitude for the everyday things that you have in your everyday life and I just know that Queensland has a lot of that for me my job is amazing but my everyday life and the weekends and stuff I'm just such an outdoors person I love the beach I like outdoor stuff you know (laughs) running went for a run this morning with um, Sophie, I was about to say one of my best friends, but you guys know her. So, um, we ran along the river outdoors. It was just beautiful. And I know you can do that stuff in Melbourne, but it's just so much better here. No offense. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but also I want to talk about what I would do differently. So when I made the decision, I did not think about the consequences or the challenges really at all. It was really weird. I think I was just the headspace I was in. I just wanted to escape and not be where I was in that moment. And I had graduated uni not even a year ago at the time. And during uni, I was just very... I don't know, I just saw so much more for my life than what I was experiencing in the phase of life that I was in. And I enjoyed uni, I enjoyed all of that, I enjoyed the process to where I am now and I wouldn't change things. But what I did learn is that when making big life decisions and putting yourself out there, there's so much to gain but you also have to be wary of the cost and what you may be turning behind but I, what I think is so beautiful about being in your 20s and the age just that we're at, or most of us listening are at, I would say, is you have the ability to just try new things and, and fall and stumble and figure things out and then reroute. And, you know, it's not that big of a deal as it might be for someone a bit older who may have like a mortgage or children or something like that. So I think just like, Thinking about the pros and the cons of decisions and having a gratitude, a a perspective of gratitude. Yeah, realizing like what do you have? Maybe it's even like breaking up with someone, right? I think that if you don't want to be with someone, you should leave them. But I guess like when you're going to break up with someone, you probably think about the pros and the cons and it is a big life decision that you're making. So um, I think like reflecting and thinking about what you're losing to step out versus what you might gain is important, um, but I think it's less important at our age. (laughs) So that's why I don't regret making the decision that I did because I didn't actually lose anything. It was just way harder than I thought it would be, um, being lonely and stuff like that. So And also just like finding your feet in a new city. It's it's wild. It's so different. Um, Some people, it might be really easy. Some people might already have lots of connections or whatever. But yeah, for me, it was really hard. Uh, But I learned so much and I don't regret it. And I thought that, think that I became a better person and know myself more for it. So yeah, that's like the decision and why I made it and just a bit of reflection, I guess. And I want to just like encourage you guys, if there are things that you've been thinking about doing and decisions that you've wanted to do, or maybe you even want to go back to uni or you want to change your career path, like give it a go if you've been thinking about it for a while like give it a go because you'll probably learn so much and at least you'll know if it's meant to be or not and you'll feel more proud of yourself for at least stepping out there and giving it a try because you'll have the perspective of if it's suited to you or not and if you don't do it well then you could just be wondering well what if what if so, yeah, I guess that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this is because, like, I know there's that many people out there who think about this stuff and they think about, oh, well, I want to quit or I want to change careers or I want to move to Sydney or I want to la la la, move overseas. People who move overseas, oh my God, you're amazing. Like, that's insane. Good on you. Um but yeah, I think that if you're thinking about that stuff, just do it because you have the time and life's not that serious. It's really not. Um you can always backpedal a little bit <laughs> and maybe go back to the, most of the time then your job might even take you back. Anywho, um that's kinda all I have time for today. I hope that someone feels encouraged or even motivated to step out and try something new because I I know when I did it, it was scary once I did it, and scary during it, but I'm better off for it, and I learned so much, and had a really good time doing it, and had fun along the way, so yeah.
1: Hey guys, Sophie here, I'm back in the episode, hope you missed me, I am here with Eden, <laughs> and we are recording Asking for a Friend, so let's get straight into it. Hell Yes. So this week's question was, what are your engagement ring expectations? So we thought this would be a fun one because there's this viral TikTok going around at the moment where there's a guy going around interviewing people and there's this girl and he's asking her how much her partner spent on her ring. Now the partner takes over and starts explaining for her and said, I spent $35,000 and basically the, the interviewer is shocked by that and is asking well what do you get in return if you're spending so much money on a ring for this person and basically he backed it up am I doing a good job I don't know I feel like you should
0: no no that's good and then pretty much like he just yeah it's exactly that and he just um says like it's not about the worth it's not about what she does um that's just what I wanted to spend on her or whatever But then it, it, you know, obviously caused some controversy, controversy, controversial, controversy, controversy controversy in the TikTok world, and went a bit viral. And I think everyone's seen it. If you haven't seen it, I think you can just type in engagement video. Or TikTok yeah or it'll something. come up it'll come up
1: yeah so it was interesting to see what you guys thought so we had three options for this one we had real diamond only we had lab grown you can't even tell a popular lab grown diamond is the moissanite i think that's how you pronounce it so mois moissanite is um is actually more fake it's worse
0: than lab grown apparently. I don't know. Oh,
1: okay. So they're two different things. Yeah. Apparently, okay. I yeah. Know
0: that. apparently there's another, so there's lab grown, which is like, like a real diamond, but in the lab. And oh. then there's moissanite as well. And moissanite not worse, but you know what I'm
1: saying? Sorry. It's not worse. I thought lab grown was, um, like a fake diamond grown. It is. Like a-
0: Just quickly. So I have up here, um, lab grown diamonds, are not to be compared or confused with moistenites or however you say it on the surface they appear very similar as they are both created in dedicated facilities and considered considered alternatives for shoppers looking for a sustainable and affordable option but there are many differences that separate the two colorless stones so they're both two different um types of diamonds um but they're both not real and i think lab grown is like identical where moist and is more like s- silicon what to say silicon
1: carbide so it's a bit different i think it's more maybe sustainable i don't know but anywho okay so they're two different things okay so and the third option was anything they choose i love Alrighty, so we had forty-four percent of people say real diamond only. That's almost fifty percent. That's
0: good to I'm kind
1: of, I'm kind of, yeah, surprised by that one. Yeah, and then me we too. had 39 percent of people say anything they choose. I love, and then seventeen percent said lab grown. I feel like that kind of covers Moise and I and the fake diamonds as well. I feel yeah, like- yeah, they fall under the same category. Surely, yeah, hundred percent. Alrighty, so Eden, where do you stand with this one?
0: Um, I don't know. Hey, I've thought about this a bit, like, cause I don't know. I feel like where I stand is probably real.
1: Mm-hmm. And what's your reasoning?
0: Because I think what I would prefer, I'd rather like less carrots and real diamond than just have a showy diamond. Have it fake? Yeah. Does okay. That make sense. Yeah. So like the whole yeah. reason people do lab grown is because it will look better on your finger because you have a bigger rock because mm-hmm. you can afford more you, for whatever. For like fifteen k, you can get a really big rock that's because it's lab grown. Where like for fifteen mm-hmm. k, you can probably get maybe two, one, two carat. I don't really know how much rings are.
1: So you know what I mean? Yeah. I think yeah, I'd rather yeah, yeah. the
0: real one over the bigger ring. That's Maybe? that's fair.
1: Yeah, I think my opinions have changed on this. I think originally I was like, I don't care like if it's a little ring bought at a market for all I care. Like if it's romantic and it's a thought, like I was, I was very like romantic, romanticizing it a bit, I think. But um, I think in recent times, I have changed my view to Real Diamond, but I also understand the um, lab-grown, like, why people get it, because especially in this economy, like, hello, like, if you guys want to get engaged... Well, it's still really
0: expensive as well. It's
1: still really expensive, and if it if it's more I guess economical for you guys and where you guys are at go for it like I don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah I think it's tricky
0: though because it's not like I've never tried on an engagement ring before so maybe Mm. trying them on I'll be like "Mm, maybe I want a bigger one (laughs) I, I I don't know if I'm fully closed off to the idea um yeah you know and even with the spend I I feel like I'm different to you so if I'm like don't spend a thousand dollars on me like no thanks that's sorry that's so fucking you know but that's just my opinion is like uh,
1: um definitely think (laughs) it depends on the person what their job is how much they can spend like I think it all depends on the situation and the circumstance and what you as a couple decide together I think is important um I do think that your partner should know what you want though and work towards that i don't think that they should just buy you something else because they think it's better
0: i think that's a great rule of rule of thumb because like if they know what you're what you like and they value yeah you, they will then go from there and i think that's would be most girls opinion on it and i think that like for girls who don't really care they're like literally like buy me a freaking um ring that's like 500 bucks. I don't care. Like, that is, that's them, and that's what they place value in. And they don't obviously didn't grow up thinking about that or care about that. And I think that's so fine. Um, and I think the lab grade ones have a purpose. And I think that, you know, you've got that traditional three month salary rule as well. I think that was created for a good guide. I don't know. But I don't know how much people earn in three months. Like, it could be so extreme it could be because three months isn't that long Well,
1: no it's not but I think it's all relative like if you haven't if you have a high income three months is like maybe a chip into your savings but if you don't three months is like a lot of money to be spending you know what I mean so I think the three month rule is a bit outdated I do because I think these days it's a lot harder for people to save money and there's a lot more to think about economically like lifestyle everything so if your value it depends where your values align what your goals are if you guys are wanting to save for a house or spend money on your honeymoon or like you know whatever travel or whatever doesn't everyone want to do that like everyone
0: wants to get married buy a house travel whatever but does that mean that the girl should have an inexpensive ring just because they have other values
1: money values as well well, that's what I'm saying. I think that it depends on your values and your partner needs to know that. Like, do you want to yeah. spend the money elsewhere or do you do you expect a certain, you know, amount of money to be spent on your ring? Like it depends on who you are as a person and where your values align. Cause I think personally I've always va- placed value on experiences and um spending time together and things like that so for me having a big wedding has never been something I've ever wanted having a like really expensive ring has never been on my mind I've never been the girl growing up thinking about my wedding day or like anything like that whereas I know a lot of girls are like that I don't think
0: I haven't thought about that but I'm like oh man I gotta wear this thing for the rest of my
1: life you know what I mean see for me I'm like oh like if if they've if they have put thought into it and if it's the ring that he chooses like it's sentimental so i will wear it for the rest of my life it doesn't have to be of high value so i understand that but i also think your partner wanting to save and spend money on that is beautiful and i think that's valuable and something i want in my future so i think my opinions have just changed a little bit
0: just shifted like not a completely different outlook but i think i agree with that outlook it's like it's not that you place a lot of value in it. It's not that you don't place any value in it. It's just like it's, it's meaningful and there's intention behind it and that's kind of what yeah. you want at the end of the day. Yeah. And and I think that like the whole fake versus real lab grown versus real diamond, I mean, nobody actually knows as well and that's
1: yeah.
0: the – you wouldn't lie about it. Like You wouldn't want to lie and be like, yeah, it's real even if it's not. But like I don't think there's shame. Like I know friends that have rings and they're um, lab grown or whatever, and they look great. And I like, you'd never even yeah. know. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you're happy, we're happy.
1: If you're happy, that's the main thing. That's all that matters. <laughs> it is. And that is all for today, guys. Are on TikTok now, so go give us a follow at a little bit deep podcast. This Eden and I basically just making fun of ourselves and posting random shit all the time. So if you want to go see that, go for gold. <laughs> um, but yeah, see you guys in two weeks' time, and we hope you have a fantastic week. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye.